Welcome to The Other Side of 40. My name is April Grant, and I'm here to help women make positive changes with their lives after the age of 40. Let The Other Side of 40 become your community to find inspiration and support to start the next chapter of your life. Hey, this is The Other Side of 40, and I'm so happy to be here again with you all. You guys inspire me and really our highlights to my day, especially with, we're still in COVID. So, you know, having that uh, break in the day to uh, hear inspiring stories instead of being bogged down by the idea of what's going on outside. Uh, Today we have Keisha Christian, who founded Keisha's Gems LLC in 2014 and presently known as Dropping Gems. The multifaceted healing product line includes personal care products, internationally award-winning books, online school, Dropping Gems Academy, and a television show of the same name, Dropping Gems, airing on Comcast cable in three states in addition to various streaming platforms. A dedicated problem solver, she sees a persistent health problem which she faced as an opportunity to educate others on holistic healing. Drawing on two decades of being an educator, Keisha empowers her clients and students with knowledge. She emphasizes even the smallest steps work synergistically to bloom into vibrant health. All you need to do is begin. She remains dedicated to exploring, exploring more effective ways to render holistic healing. Oh my, today I just stumbled all over that, but I got through it. <laughs> um, I was surprised I did synergistically with little issue. Um, anyway, we are here to have you. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you, April, for having me on. Hey, okay. So as I start all my calls, um, what is your awakening moment? So my awakening moment actually happened in 2012, eight years ago. Um, I actually, it's my own personal holiday, I would say. It was um, March 28th, 2012. That day was not one of the best days of my life, but now it's my own personal holiday, as I mentioned before, because it was a day that um, I actually had a breakdown in my classroom. Oh, no. Yeah, I had a nervous breakdown in my classroom, and um, I'm a classroom teacher. Well, I was a classroom teacher, and at the time, I was under a lot of stress. I was under a lot of pressure um, to perform, and and I couldn't take it anymore. Mm. So at that moment, um, when I did have a nervous breakdown in my classroom, and I then had to um, take a leave of absence, it was a time where I really had to um, reflect. And it was a time for me to learn other things that I know that I could do besides that. Because at the time, all I was was a teacher. Mm, if you mm-hmm. was to ask, who am I? I'm a teacher. And that was like my existence. And I really had to learn what my true essence was, what my existence was. So I would say at that point, that was my time of awakening. And I actually... um go into that my story a little bit more in the anthology I did with 11 other authors called Awaken to Wellness and in here um there are other holistic leaders um or I should say other holistic um practitioners (laughs) other holistic health practitioners besides myself 
who um, have moments of awakening to their wellness. So that was, um, that's part of my story. So tell us, once you had this awakening moment and you realized that you needed to do something different, um, what did you decide to do with that? Well, that's what, um, from there stemmed, I believe that's what started my company. Now, um, with me, I'm a teacher. And that, as I said before, that was my existence. Te just teaching was my existence. And I had to realize I was more than that. And I know I was called to teach, but um, being able to be quiet, be still, and to actually listen um, I realized that I could teach in so many other capacities and not just in a classroom in front of children. So um, from there, I've, my business has evolved. So I started out my business back in 2014. It was Keisha's Gems. And at that time, I was just doing personal care products and I also made jewelry. Mm -hmm. So that was um, my business. And then um, I like to teach. So when people came to me and asked me about the products, I actually would go into details about the products and um, what the benefits of this oil is, what oh. the benefits of that is, mm -hmm. what kind of herbs to use. Because at the time, too, I also became a certified herbalist. So okay. when I had those between 2012 and 2014, I was going to school. So um, I, I learned and I became um, an herbalist. And so from there, when people would come and ask me when I would vend at different various um, holistic bazaars and different events of that sort, they would come and ask me and I would really go into detail. So I remember a few of my customers said to me, I need to write a book. I need to write a mm -hmm. book. I heard that a lot. So 2018, I wrote my first book. Congratulations. That's yes, healthy healthy James. It's actually award-winning oh, <laughs> and um, healthy, yes, <laughs> healthy Gems is actually, um, this book is Healthy Gems, Nourishing Practices and Self-Care Tips for Busy Individuals. And in this book, I actually um, help individuals who are busy and they say, oh, they don't have time to do this or that you do that. So there's quick, easy, simple steps, things that you could incorporate into your life to become, um, to have a more holistic lifestyle. So I, so my awakening moment actually brought these things upon me and um, it's ever evolving. So now it went into me starting an online school and, you know, just being involved in especially holistic health coaching and all of that. So really, truly, um, even though at the time when I say March 28th, 2012, it was not one of the greatest days of my life, but um, when I look back on it, if it didn't happen, I'd probably still be teaching in the classroom. Because, you know, I didn't have, uh, now is the time, at that time, I had time to be home and be still and, you know, really reflect. And luckily, I had my family around me to love on me and to support me in my decision. So, definitely. There's, there's a few things that really stood out to me. So you said you didn't know who you were outside of your job. And I really find that I actually saw a meme, you know, Facebook memes have some truth to them, right? So I actually saw one that said, if you take the career away of most people, they wouldn't know who they were. And that like hit me because I was like, I know it was very hard to transition from my, um, being employed to becoming a stay-at-home mom 
because being a stay-at-home mom has a different kind of connotation to it and it's a different type of work. And because I couldn't tell people what I did, it was like, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I would always kind of whisper because I didn't really, in the beginning, take pride in that. Even though I, we did it because it was a decision that my husband and I really wanted, it's hard to take pride in the fact that you're a mom. And that is part of who you are. So most of my bios now actually start out with, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a lawyer, I'm a, like, I have like a bunch of things, like it's and, 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 and I'm a lot more confident because I know just not one thing is, describes me. But the other thing was that natural ed- educator. So I love to teach people and I'm terrible at sales because of it. Um, <laughs> because I want to tell everyone about, well, cause I do more, um, I'm more talking about like sales courses. I'm more apt to just tell them what it is versus saying, go take this class about it. I'll just talk to them about it. So how did you get yourself out of giving away all the goodies and instead putting them into an online course? Well, um, I was able to do that by getting a business coach, having a team around me. <laughs> so definitely that, that, that did help. And um, because of that, because of um, the team I have around me, the people that I have supporting me, that's how the school came about. And how's the school, like, uh, I guess, it, is it called Dropping Gems? It's called Dropping Gems Academy um, for Holistic Studies. And what kind of courses do you teach there? Well, right now I only have one course and that is, um, it's based on, on my second book out of my Dropping Gems book series, Holistic Gems, How to Treat Seasonal and Year-Long Allergies Naturally. So in the course, I'm actually um, teaching how to deal with um, seasonal allergies naturally because that's something I had to deal with um, all my life. Since I was a child, I've had issues with seasonal allergies. I'm a very sensitive person. That also comes to as to why I started making my own personal care products because there's a lot of things I cannot use, can't wear perfumes. So I have sensitivities myself and um, I had to, I decided to learn how to do these things. So that's where, that's where the course came from. So when you talk about seasonal allergies and obviously I don't want to give you to give away your, um, getting really in depth, but how did you realize that you could even treat them naturally? Like, was there something that you came across or did you just discover it because you were tired of buying things? Um, I personally, I have essential oils, but I also, you know, will use a Zyrtec, (laughs) but I try not to use a Zyrtec if I cannot. What, how, how did you make that transition and what made you think about doing it that way? It's um, based upon my own personal experience of of dealing with it. So um, with me, once I became, and I became, I started to live this lifestyle. And um, once I decided um, that I no longer wanted to um, go to the doctors all the time. And there's a reason for that because um, Back in um, 2007, I was dealing with some health challenges. Actually, it was before 2007, it was 2006. I was dealing with health challenges. And I was going and getting all these tests done. I was going to all these doctors, having CAT scans, MRIs, all sorts of stuff done because I was not feeling good. I just wasn't feeling good. And they couldn't find anything wrong with me. All tests were coming back negative. Wow. I was like, I don't feel good. 
And um, I really do believe, though, it was um, something spiritually going on with me that manifests itself into the physical. So I'm going to the doctors, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing all of that. And I'm going to various doctors and they can't find anything wrong with me. Everything's mm -hmm. coming back normal. So I have a cousin who um, is a vegan and she um, introduced me to an herbalist that she goes to. So I started going to her. And once I started going to her, that's when my life changed. I'm telling you, that was a game changer for me. My life completely changed. I started to feel better, you know, especially um, I didn't know at the time the, the relationship between food and our bodies and how plants give our bodies information. I didn't know. I mean, I grew up in a family who used herbs for certain things because like in my family, they're from the Caribbean. So when I got sick, I wasn't getting medicine. I was getting some tea to drink. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. My yeah. mother was boiling, it was boiling something in the kitchen for me <laughs> to drink. That yeah. that was that's my family, you know. And if something's wrong with you, you're gonna get rubbed down with something. <laughs> like medicine was the is like the last resort. You know, if all mm -hmm. that doesn't work, then you then you get the Tylenol or whatever. Yeah. So um I started to learn about the relationship between plants and food and all of that. And then what I noticed is um, certain things, I started to feel better, number one. And then number two, I realized that my allergies weren't bothering me as much as they used to. I'm not going to say it went away completely. I'd be lying if I said that it didn't. Um, even um, dealing with a um, monthly cycle, that changed tremendously. Like my cramps went away. You oh my gosh, you are literally the third interview I've had that talked about changing your eating to change your cycle. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not even joking. Like, personally, but I didn't do it for that. It just, no, no, I know. They, they didn't do it for that either. <laughs> they did it because they were just trying to be healthier, but they noticed the huge change in their cycle. I'm just remarking because I know it's a big thing. For me, it's, I wouldn't say it's a big issue for me. It's my cycle's pretty short, it's pretty relatively light. Um, and I don't have cramping. So I, I consider myself very blessed. But I also know there's a lot of women out there who that is not the case. So I mean, you know, th three, there's some symbolism in three, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> yeah, so I, it, my period became lighter. And cramping, the cramps went away. And the thing about it, I wasn't even going to her for that. I was just going because I wanted to feel better. Right. You know what I mean? And I just noticed um, a lot of things changed. My skin started clearing up. My skin started feeling softer. There's so many things I noticed, um, even with my eyesight, because at the time I was wearing glasses, right? Uh, yes, I was wearing glasses um, for distance, and um, I don't need to wear glasses anymore after that. Wow. So I, I noticed big changes in my, in my body. So that's where, that's where this whole thing came from. And then um, another thing too, I started doing more research on um, seasonal allergies. So that's how I came up with my second book, <laughs> Holistic yeah. Gems, How to Treat Seasonal and Year-Long Allergies. And this book is also an award-winning book. So awesome. yes, this All book right. is actually internationally award-winning. So it, I won the Wish Award as well, which is an award from um, the UK for my book, Flow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, here you are a teacher and you have a nervous breakdown and from a nervous breakdown, you actually end up writing a book and then going international. That's a story that 
we don't hear a lot. Yeah. And I think it's something that we got to think about. Like when you have ma- major trauma or changes in your body, because I think of like a nervous breakdown as a um, extreme response to something that happened uh-huh. that's going on, obviously, right? So you took this extreme response that was a negative and you turned it into this wonderful positive thing. And sometimes people can't see that. They can't see the the positive that can come from the negative. So I'm... A, I'm excited about that. I mean, I really think I want to see, read more about the holistic gems, especially for, um, well, is the first one the seasonal allergies one or the second one? The second one is about seasonal allergies. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have, I've been eating better. I've been more intentional Mm -hmm. and in eating more plants. And I have noticed the impact and not having to take my regular allergy medication daily. Um, I may, I was actually on, I try to stretch it out. I'm normally on like a three day and right now for the last, I would say the last year, I haven't taken it at all. So it's been good and it's amazing how just changing your diet can make those types of changes. If you were to get into more plants and more holistic life, a more holistic lifestyle, where does someone start? Well, um, as I mentioned, my first book, I actually um, will go into simple things that you could do. Like one thing, drinking more water. You know, we um, nothing against those teas that we have out, but um, I think the reason why some of these teas work for people is because they don't drink water. So this is the first time they're actually drinking something else other than um, sugary drinks. You understand what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're drinking the tea more, they're not drinking the soda or whatever they're used, they're accustomed to drinking. So I think that's what's helping with the um the weight loss. So one of the things, um, one of the simple things too, people look at water. Water is very important, especially first thing in the morning, because you're giving yourself an internal shower. So actually the first chapter in my book is all about water. And one of the things I tell people, you should drink half of your body weight at least in ounces. So say like you weigh a hundred pounds, you should drink about 50 pounds of 50 pounds, 50 ounces. ounces. (laughs) You should drink 50 ounces of water a day if that's how much you weigh. And then also try to eat your your water too. And what I mean by that, um, instead of um, drinking orange juice, maybe you should eat the orange because you're also getting the fiber as well. And then, you know, that also contains water as well. The orange itself that had this water. So there's water in our fruits and our vegetables. So we are getting water from there too. But definitely in the morning, you really should try to um, drink at least eight ounces of water. Well, you know, I'm never, even though we have an understanding that fruits and vegetables have water, I don't think most people think about eating their water. Mm-hmm. And figuring out what the water intake is. Because when I hear half my body weight, because I'm not a little woman, that's a lot of ounces. <laughs> and I have, it's a, close to a gallon, give or take. And that's a lot of water. I have my gallon bottle. I don't finish it. Um, but I try to drink it. And, but the idea, I do, I am eating more vegetables. So the idea that I can kind of take some of the pressure off because... Mm-hmm. 
I'm eating more vegetables. So like, you know, making sure I have vegetables for lunch and making sure I have vegetables for dinner. Those are two things that I'm very conscious about. And then my husband's on this huge health kick. So he makes smoothies every day. That's good as well. And then also too, eating salads. If you, if you're able to eat salads too, and even if you're able to eat your vegetables raw, that's, that's very good as well because there's water inside of it. There's water in the vegetables and the fruit. So if you're able to eat it raw, that's even better. Yeah, I try to eat. Um, I try to eat a salad a day. That doesn't always happen, but I always try to make sure there's vegetables. But it's helped a lot with my husband making smoothies. So what? He, it's a mix of vegetables and fruit, and it's definitely you know you got to have the spinach, you got to have the kale, you got to have some greens. So I know that also uh, has a lot of water in it. But I mean that makes me feel better because I'm like I just. It's not that it's a lot of water. I mean, it is, <laughs> but when I'm home, it, for some reason, when I'm home, it's a lot harder to drink massive amounts of water when I'm out and going and busy, it's easy, but with COVID and you're sitting here and you're just kind of in the same place, your body, at least my body doesn't crave it. Like, cause I'm not working up a sweat or <laughs> anything within my, in, in the area. Um, so as you, are you working, so you have three books. you have more books or are those it? Oh, I also right have, well, um, the course I talked about, I also created a workbook to go with the course. Ah, so okay. Taking the course, they're actually, um, there are external links within each module of the course. But um, I know there's some people who actually like a tangible book and might not want to be printing out all the worksheets and everything that I have in here. Because me, I'm a teacher, so in my mind to have the worksheets, the graphic organizers. And then not only that, I think about different ways of, um, I think about differentiated instruction mm-hmm. and um, multiple ways of learning. So you have the video, cause people have different ways they learn. They might yeah. learn audio, um, visual, I'm just thinking. So um, tactile or um, kinesthetic, mm-hmm. you know, so the recipes and all that, actually making them, watching the videos and making them. So I was thinking about different um, types of learning styles. So I created the, I created a workbook to go along with it, of course. Awesome. I mean, I definitely understand. Like I was a student when I was in school, I had to go to class. I was never one of those kids that could just read it in the book. I had to be there to listen. Now, I'm also, I also have ADHD. So I spent the class drawing or writing or doing something else. But if I was not in that classroom, I could not, it was so much harder for me to pick up what was going on. And I don't think people take enough time to figure out how they learn to figure out how they learn the best. And I, that's a super important point. Um, So you said water and eating your water. I like that. Eat your water. Uh, eat your water. That no, should be definitely. If you could drink water first thing when you get up in the morning, just by itself, or even having lemon water because it helps the alkaline in the body, or um, putting cu- um, cucumbers in the water because I actually have water recipes. I, I should have mentioned that. I actually have water recipes in here. Re- okay. Yeah. Some people don't think about that. You, I didn't are, think about that at all. Yeah, That's why I'm actually, like, you got water recipes. Yeah. I have some water recipes in here. And actually in both my books, I have water recipes. I have more in here, some more water recipes in here. In both of my books, they're water recipes. And there's certain things that you could um, put into the water, you know, and you drink that in the morning. Awesome. Okay. So um, you've written multiple books. What's next? 
Where are you going from here? Well, now um, my thing is I have my television show, um, Dropping Gems. It's um, airing in three states, which I'm very happy about. Um, actually, my show piloted this year, July 1st. So it's on Comcast Cable. And it's in three states, in Washington, D.C., it's in Delaware, and it's in Pennsylvania in three counties, Wilkes-Barre and Scranton, Pennsylvania. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm also on other streaming platforms like Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV. So that's with that. I'm so... so so if you have a Roku or Amazon Fire, because I'm not in any, any of those states, what am I looking for on the Fire Stick? Because I have a Fire oh, Stick. Okay, so you go on the Fire Stick, and then you could go to Rude Rangers TV. Okay. Or you could go to Rewind Network. That would be Rewind Network with two E's. Okay. If you, if you look those up, Rude Rangers on television, and you actually, on there, you would actually um, find my show. I'm part of the network, so there are multiple shows within the network. So my show, Dropping Gems is on there. And what would we expect to find when we saw on your television show? Okay, so my television show is a 30-minute show, and within the show, it's broken up into three segments. So the first segment, I have Meditative Moment, and I actually have a challenge right now, Meditative Moment Challenge, where um, I am part of the challenge is a giveaway, where I'm giving away a Roku um, premiere. Okay. So, yeah, I'm giving away a Roku premiere so, you know, people could watch um, HDR streaming, they could watch live TV and all that um, on the Roku. So I'm giving that away. And um, part of the meditative moment, basically what I do with that segment of my show is I take my um, viewers through a guided meditation. So oh, okay. So types of guided meditations I do. So that's the first segment. And the second segment, um, I have Dropping Gems in the Kitchen, where I actually will show um, different recipes. So actually, one of my shows, I did a water recipe. I actually showed how to make mint water. Okay. Yeah. So when you when you talk about the recipes, are you walking them all the way through? Is yes. it like, I actually okay. show how to make the recipe. Awesome. So I showed how to make mint water. Um, I One of my episodes, I showed how to make kale chips how to make um, sea moss gel. So actually, I actually demonstrate it. So, okay, then there's another question because there's been a lot of talk about sea moss gel. Can you go back and watch old episodes? Or, yeah, okay. Because I also upload all my shows onto my YouTube channel as well because I have a YouTube channel called okay. Jet Dropping Gems TV. So if anybody wants to watch any of my shows, they can actually go to my YouTube channel, Dropping Gems TV. That's dropping gems, just dropping gems TV. That's dropping gems with the Z. Okay. And then you said those are the first two segments. What's the third segment? Oh, the third segment is actually my interview. So I actually do an interview with um, an expert in um, the field of anything um, holistic. So um, on my show, I've actually had someone who is um, a brand strategist. She's also, um, she, she talks about uh, mindset. And how we, in order to become successful in business, how we need to have a positive mindset. In the past, I've had a doctor of acupuncture because I had a podcast before that's okay. just recently become a TV show. So I had a doctor of acupuncture and all these shows you could actually watch on my YouTube channel. Okay. Doctor of acupuncture. I had um, an Ayurvedic um, nutritionist come on. Um, I had a, a, a grief counselor come on. She talked about um, 
talked about how to deal with grief. And that was a very interesting episode because I just thought of it as, um, you know, someone dying, but also mm. grief could be a death of anything, a death of yeah. a relationship, a moving, you know, anything where something comes to end in life. So that was very enlightening. Oh, and I also had someone who was an um, feng shui expert. That was that was a cool show too, because I learned a lot about feng shui that I didn't know about. I just thought you had to move around furniture. <laughs> I didn't realize how in depth feng shui was. So that was a great interview as well. I mean, in part of my life, I'm a real estate agent, and it's it's even the structure of the building. It's mm-hmm. the direction your house faces. It's you know, there's a lot to it. Um, what was I going to say? You were, you mentioned right before the feng shui, you were talking about what, what was the person before feng shui? I it was a grief counselor. Grief counselor. Okay. So that is something that I do talk to my friends about a lot because they feel bad. I know people feel bad when they lose a relationship and they feel bad about grieving for that. And I don't think a lot of people even think about the fact that it is a loss. You're losing mm-hmm. even a job because if you've been at a job for a long time, it's been, become part of you. And for you to just, if for it to just end, it's, you've lost a part of yourself. Exactly. And you have to heal from that. And especially if it's not a mutual thing where you weren't, you know, <laughs> you didn't willingly leave, uh, that can be traumatic. Like and, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's traumatic. I didn't willingly, I didn't really, I did resign, but I, it wasn't because I wanted to necessarily. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, it's a little push. Yeah. We would like you to do this. Yeah. My family was like, um, you need to resign. Yeah. And, but that's a grief because especially if that's a part of your, who you are and you associate it with who you are, that is, it, it can be traumatic, not just, and we minimize trauma and the traumatic changes in our lives. Like what we're going through right now with COVID, that's a collective trauma. We're all going yeah. through a trauma. When, you, when we're dealing with our, our kids in school and they're not able to go, that's a trauma. Mm-hmm. You know? And on another episode, we talked about um, how being sexualized when you're not actually participating in any kind of sexualization, meaning, you know, the person isn't trying to have sex with you, but they, they're leering at you, how those are quote unquote small traumas, but they're still traumatic because you have to figure out what to do with it. And ultimately all of these traumas we need to address. And so when you lost your job or when you left your job, did you go through any kind of therapeutic change or? Actually, I did. Um, Cause there's a whole piece that I didn't mention. Um, after um, being, after resigning from my job, I was diagnosed with um, clinical depression mm. and um, anxiety disorder. So um, at that age to be diagnosed, with depression and then um, realizing that it's something that runs in my family. You know, (laughs) we don't talk about that in our family. You know what I mean? We don't talk about it and it's just get over it. You're just a little sad. Just get over it. Tomorrow will be a new day. 
wake up and go pray. I don't know if you're a praying family. Go pray on it. And, you oh, know. I am, because that's what we had a prayer circle. They prayed yeah. over me and, and all it'll just that. Be fine. You'll just pray on it. Yeah. hands on me. And, you know, <laughs> you'll be fine. We're we, we going to take it, you know, that. But no, yeah. I need more than that. When they realized this wasn't going away. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just lingered. <laughs> they were like, oh, no, we, we got to do something about this now. We do, and we should really do it sooner. Um, it, the prayer is definitely great and necessary and all that stuff, but, you know, in conjunction with therapy, it can go a lot farther. Yeah, so definitely, I did. I was um, going to therapy. Well, I go now, on and off, like, when I feel as I need it, because this was, um, this was eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Throughout the eight years, I have been going to therapy, and that helped tremendously, especially with my healing. You know, yes. between prayers and my therapy and um, the love and support of my family, you know, all of that really helped tremendously. All right. So I have a question. I actually, right before this, got off uh, our Zoom call. I'm in couples therapy with my husband. And right, we, uh, one of the things she suggested is I start meditation. Now, I have tried meditation, I don't know how many times. Ultimately, I don't look forward to it and it doesn't excite me to do it. So I need to know what am I doing wrong <laughs> and what, what do I need to do to feel something from it? Because I'm not feeling anything from it. I may feel some relaxation a little bit, but as soon as it's over, my anxiety and my worry return and I'm right back in it. So I don't get excited about doing it. What... What needs to change? Because something needs to change because everyone keeps telling me I need meditation. <laughs> like that's the number um, one solution. My question to you, what type of meditation are you doing? Like um, what exactly are you doing when you meditate? Well, I've done guided meditation. I've done self-meditation. I've read books on meditation, but soft music and um, depending on if it's guided, then whatever they do. I, I've tried it several times, but it hasn't been consistent. I'll be honest. It hasn't been consistent. Um, but I, I don't know. I just do whatever I come. I'll do a YouTube search and it'll say like meditation video and I'll do the vid video. Okay. Do you do deep breathing? Yeah. With that? Okay. Just wondering. Cause, um, I know this is going to be uncomfortable. This is going to be, this is not conventional what I'm about to tell you, but one of the ways sometimes that I meditate, I like soca music. So, oh, soca? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so all there right. are times sometimes, I don't do it all the time, but there's sometimes in the morning I'll put it on and that makes me happy. It just makes me so happy and I'll start dancing. It also exercises. It's a way of exercising for me too. Mm -hmm. I don't really like exercising. So it's a way for me. I'm being transparent. I don't like, yeah. even though I talk about that in my book, movement. But mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but um, for me, that makes me happy. And um, that's a form of meditation for me because at that time I'm giving thanks. You know what I mean? Okay. And it's like I'm having my own personal party. So that is unconventional, but that is a form of meditation to me. So in your dance and your your the fun and the happiness are you is part of the meditation you just like giving yourself over to the music yeah. and like just instead of thinking about all the other things going on you're just listening to the music because yeah. I do do that that mm -hmm. I like like I'll put on my headphones I normally put on my headphones I turn up the music so I don't hear my kids talking or my husband's tv or the you know any of that 
and then I'll go in the living room and dance. Um, so the unconventional method, maybe that might be a better method for me than but sometimes I don't feel like sitting and doing deep breathing and, and being still and listening free, you know, like what they say, like, um, clearing your mind. I don't feel like doing that sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to listen to some good music. I want to, and it's also a visualization for me because I actually um, played mass in Trinidad and that was a happy time. So I'm able to bring my mind back there when I had a good time and I was dancing in the street in Port of Spain, right? Yeah. So I'm able to bring my mind back there while I'm and in my costume and, you know, I'm having fun with my family because we all play mass together. I'm able to bring myself back there and that just puts me in a really good mood, especially if I'm doing it in the morning. I'm on, I'm starting my morning on a really high note. I'm happy even talking about it now. <laughs> I see you, you came alive. Yep. Yeah. It brings, it makes me happy. Cause I just brought myself back there. Remember what my costume looked like and I'm in my costume and I'm dancing, you know, in my mind. And so that's a visualization right there, but this is unconventional. What I'm telling you, <laughs> this is what works for me. And that's one way that I actually do meditate. I mean, I, I will have to say that makes me feel better because I think one of the problems about the quiet meditation is even the deep breaths and all of that. Um, as soon as I, you know, breathe everything out or breathe everything back in, all the thoughts of all the things come back. If I can even make it through a meditative state without thinking about it. So, you know, I have the laundry list. So part of part of my process is to write things down. So I stopped trying to keep a mental checklist in my head because I realized that's what I was doing all day long. I would constantly keep a mental checklist of things like, oh, let me make sure I do this. Let me make sure I do this. Let me make sure. And I don't want to forget. So I realized oh, I had like, to write it down. To for that, out. I could even tell you that um, instead of like writing, this is something I had to learn to myself, instead of writing a to-do list, because that would cause me to be anxious. What you're like. Well, no, not even just a to-do list. It's not even a to-do list. It's just. If I think about it, put it on paper. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. This is for me. It will become a to-do list and it will cause me anxiety. Okay. Because so, I'm like, so the, a list of things, if I write, I'm like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll become overwhelmed. So for that, what I do is I'm um, gratitude. You know, I'm thankful mm. for da, 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 da. I'm thankful, you know, I, I'll say I'm th that's what I do. So you'll say something like, I'm thankful for the opportunity of have, getting to do X. Yes. I'm thankful for the opportunity to take my kids to school. I'm thankful yes. for, okay. All right. That so I, I have to switch the language around for myself and that helps me tremendously. Huh? I, you know, I never even thought about that either because, you know, like I said, I have so many thoughts. I have ADHD and, um, I, I have a little bit more anxiety than I'd like to admit that I do. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, a lot of thoughts are going through my head all day and all night. So it, you know, it causes a lot of issues. But with that, I think, I think I can really do a dance because I, I do like dancing. Like, and I think I did that the other morning. I got up and I was like, I need to exercise. I really do. And instead of ex like a traditional exercise, putting on a workout program, I just turned on some music and blasted in my ears and I was just like I'm gonna move and dance and stuff like that woke up all sore I was like I definitely moved <laughs> yeah, so you're your heartbeat you're getting your heart rate up I start right. 
sweat, especially when you dance in a soca music, you're going to sweat. Well, if you dance like me, I start sweating. <laughs> my heart is racing. So I know that, you know, I, I, the, my, my goal is to get my heart rate up. And if I've done that and I've sweated, I'm like, all right, did my workout. I'm happy. Yeah. Feel good. <laughs> all right. Well, um, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience? I think we've gone over quite a bit. Yes. I'm also a certified holistic um, health coach. So definitely, um, you know, if anybody's looking for um, a free consultation, I'm actually giving out, um, I'm actually giving free consultations. So they could definitely um, go to my website, www.keishachristian.com. That's K-E-I-S-H-A-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N.com. And they can make an appointment with me for a free consultation. Awesome. And where can we find you off outside of your uh, website? Yes, you could also find me on I'm on Instagram at dropping gems. That's dropping gems with a Z. Facebook, same thing, dropping gems with a Z. And I'm also on Twitter, not very active on Twitter, though, but <laughs> it's dropping gems with a Z. You could find me there. And also I have my YouTube channel, um, which is dropping gems with a Z. So that's www.droppinggems.com. That's my YouTube channel. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And I appreciate finding out so much more about you. Yes, yes. This was fun. It was nice talking to you, April. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Other Side of 40. You can find us at our site, theothersideof40.com and on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Other Side 40.